You're listening to Rhetoric with Shakia, a lighthearted entertainment podcast focused on recaps, reviews, and reactions to reality TV shows, scripted series, movies, and so much more. I'm Shakia, your host, and P.S. I love to use my background in psychology whenever I can to help us discuss certain topics. Cheers to hanging out together and having a good time. Now let's get into it. Hello, 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 and welcome or welcome back. I'm Shakia. Thanks so much for stopping by, whether you are listening or watching, or listening, excuse me, listening live or watching or listening on the replay. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you enjoy today's episode. So what are we gonna get into today? Today, we're gonna talk about some of the the headlines that I found most interesting this week. And let me tell you something. There were a few of them. There were a few headlines. And I was like, oh, what is going on? So let's start because I'm going to get through as many as I can get through. And if I can't get through them all, that's okay. We'll come on back and we'll do it again. All right. So listen, when I was younger, we're going to start off with something a little heavier. When I was younger, I remember learning about the Menendez brothers. Do you know who the Menendez brothers are? These were, at the time, they were 18 and 21 year old brothers who killed their parents. And it must have been for, I think maybe their second trial at some point in the 90s. but it must have been, um, their second trial was in 95, right? So I was really young then. And I remember hearing about it on the news. And I asked my mom, like, wait, is that true? This can't be true. Did they really kill their parents? Because I didn't understand that people did that then. I didn't, I didn't understand that people, you know, could murder their own parents. And so my mom explained to me, yes, that's true. And they've been arrested. And so, um, you know, they were convicted and they were sentenced to life in prison. Now, why are we talking about them? Well, throughout the years, I've watched different uh, interviews and documentaries because it's always fascinated me. Like what goes on that leads to this type of end result, right? What What's happening in the home? What's happening with, these, with the family? What is going on? So anyway, apparently we might hear what was going on you know the brothers said that part of their reason for or their reason for um for causing harm to their parents or you know killing their parents was because of the abuse that they suffered and they didn't want to experience any of that anymore and so they acted now apparently those allegations the sexual violence allegations were not brought up in court. I think during their second trial, I believe it wasn't it wasn't brought up. They weren't allowed to um, use witnesses um, that would corroborate corroborate. Oh, excuse me, <laughs> that would go along with the allegations that the brothers were making. And so, the Menendez brothers at present believe that had the jury been presented with those pieces of evidence regarding the abuse that these young men suffered at the time that these men suffered, they may have returned with a different verdict. So it's 
possible that in a, the article on you can head on over to the Daily Mail to read the full article. But according to the article, you know, it's possible that a modern jury jury may even be more sympathetic to Eric and Lyle Menendez a third time around and see them as victims as well as perpetrators. You know, I used to work in a community based program where we worked with people who were impacted by violence, impacted by community violence. And we would say that we work with quote unquote non-traditional victims because the people, our clients not only were not only victims of crime or violence, but at some point they may have been perpetrators of that too. They may have caused harm. And so I think it's interesting to note that, that somebody could be a victim and yet cause harm, right? Or you can cause harm and be a victim, you know, later on in a different situation. But in, in terms of the Menendez brothers, they, according to them, they experienced horrific abuse. And as a result of that, then became perpetrators by killing their parents. So they are working to have a third trial and hope, well, they're hoping that, you know, hearing this new information and hearing the testimony from other people who cite abuse from specifically their father, Jose Menendez, that this could impact their sentencing. Maybe they'll have they'll receive a reduced sentence. So this is it, this is definitely an interesting case. I mean, it's literally been in the media since 1989. We're talk we're talking about 34 years at this point. And I like I said I recall hearing about this since I was younger in the 90s. And um, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. So here's and, and I'm going to read this from the article. Here is what I do find interesting, that there were other people who alleged that their father, that Jose Menendez, was ab you know abusive in some way, right? That, that, that he caused harm to other people. There were other allegations. And so according to the article, it, it reads, earlier this month, their attorney, there being the Menendez brothers, their attorneys filed a petition in Los Angeles Superior Court arguing that the brother deserves a new trial based on a recently unearthed letter penned by Eric about his father's abuse, as well as new allegations made against Jose Menendez by a former member of the band Menudo. Menudo. Why can't I talk today? Menudo? <laughs> Y'all know what band I'm talking about. Um, so we'll see what happens with Eric and Lyle Menendez. What do you think? Let me know what some of your thoughts are regarding the Menendez brothers possibly having a third trial. What do we think about that? I love to hear from you. Let me know. All right. And so also and the news this week i wanted to talk about this particular story it is health related so as we transition it is health related and i wanted to talk about this because it's impacting younger people and so a kansas man who's had 20 who, who at age 28 and 33 warns 
it's not about age. He's had strokes, excuse me. A Kansas man who's had strokes at 20, 28 and 33 warns it's not about age. Oftentimes when we hear about people having strokes, we imagine that they're older. We think that they're older people, right? That they're that they're 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 not 28 years old having a stroke. And yet it's happening now. Um excuse me. It, it's it's happening more in younger people. And it's hit a record high. And so I wanted to just bring light to this particular story um, and just give you the quick warning signs of a stroke so that should you be experiencing anything like this, you can you can call 911. You can seek help immediately. So Bill Ramsey from Kansas, he suffered two strokes at age 28 and 33. And again, strokes are on the rise. And so he, he wants to warn others that it's not about age when it comes to the condition. Bill Ramsey of Kansas told KSN News that he woke up on the floor one day and thought he had blacked out. In reality, he had a stroke. He had one at 28 years old and another just five years later at age 33. He found himself temporarily blind after the second incident. Unsure of what was wrong, he waited to he, he waited to see the doctor. I'm sorry, I'm noticing some typos. He waited to see the doctor, and the doctor told him that despite his age, he had a stroke. Okay, so here are the signs, the fast signs to recognize a stroke just in case you aren't familiar or you need a reminder. So FAST, F-A-S-T, FAST, the F stands for face. So you might notice that one side of your face is drooping. A stands for arms, your arm or leg might, you might be experiencing weakness in your arm or your leg. And then you might notice speech difficulty. And then we know that if, if you're noticing all of these things, T, he stands for time. It is time to act. Call for help immediately. Call for help immediately. A stroke is nothing to play around with. You know, he's lucky that he's alive and well. Um, it can definitely impact your health. I have a family member who did suffer a stroke and unfortunately it caused it caused additional issues, health-related issues for them. Ultimately, they ended up passing away, um, which we can discuss in another episode, but this person was very close to me. Um, and so I really just want people to be aware of the signs and understand that this is happening more and more, um, and it is happening at a high rate to younger people. So regardless of whatever your age might be, remember the fast signs, face, arms, speech, time. One side of the face might be drooping. You might experience weakness in arms or leg, speech difficulty, and then T, it is time to act. So I just wanted to highlight that story. And another health-related story as we transition comes as first of its kind junk food ban moves one step closer in California. Okay, so kudos to California for doing this because, and well, you know what, because I'm going to jump ahead, but let me back up and tell you what's going on in California. So state assembly passes bill 
to get rid of cancer-linked chemicals found in Skittles and Sour Patch Kids, and I think other uh, other other junk food as well, other snacks as well. If this is signed by the governor, the ban would be the first of its kind in the U.S., which I find to be extremely interesting. I find it to be extremely interesting. Do you know that in other places, in other countries, some of the same chemicals that they're trying to ban in California as as um, ingredients in these in these snacks, they are already banned in other places. Why are we so behind? This isn't okay. California law lawmakers are closer than ever to banning banning common food additives. Food. Oh, excuse me. Food and snacks and chewy candies that have been linked to cancer and memory loss. The first in the nation bill passed with an overwhelming majority in the House this week, clearing one of three major hurdles before it becomes law. The law would outlaw the use of five chemicals, dyes, and additives and packaged foods that have been tied to different types of cancers, fertility problems, and neurological issues. So I hope that it does pass. I hope that it does become a law. I hope the governor does sign sign it in uh, because we need to hold these companies to a higher standard. They can't just be letting all this stuff in. <laughs> Listen, and I'm no scientist here, but all of these different chemicals and, and things that they're adding, these dyes, like, I imagine that there is that there there is a risk to us humans who are consuming these foods. Now, some people might say, well, they're unhealthy anyway. But guess what? Some of these things are going into all types of, of food related products. OK, so even when you are doing your best to be healthier and you're doing your best to, you know, make better decisions that they still they're still slipping in some stuff. They are still slipping in some stuff. So this is definitely an important an important bill. And like I said, I hope it moves along and I hope that it does become law. And we continue to do this across the United States of America and not just in California, because this is important. We want to create healthier individuals and perhaps by removing some of these chemicals and dyes, that will that will be the case. And, you know, we can also cut down on some of these things, too, because as much as I love Skittles, they're just too darn sweet and it has too many, it's too much going on. And I'm like, you know what, Shiki, uh -uh, you better stop. Put those things down. So I, I haven't even gotten Skittles in a while for, for multiple reasons, but that's a whole nother show. But um, I've, I've been working on staying away from certain candies. Also, I'm, I'm more of a give me a chocolate cake. Give me like chocolate, <laughs> which, again, still, you know everything in moderation not everything but moderation 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 okay so moving on to our next story this is also food related now check this out oh and you know what listen before i even get into it people always have something to say people will always complain 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 and it is absolutely ridiculous but there's another story of a woman who got married and she posted about using chilies to cater her wedding for just $20 per guest. 
Now, I think that idea is actually really cool to use a restaurant that you like to cater versus what's going to be at the banquet hall. Banquet hall. Sometimes I don't even like the food there, to be honest, at, at the at the banquet halls. Not a fan. Um, I'm, I'm not a fan of chilies, actually. So I, would I use chilies? No, but I do like the idea of using a more economical option and have it come from a place that you enjoy. So she and her groom, they enjoy it, so they use chilies. People on the internet, child, they were like, this is a mess. Why would she do that? That's disgusting. Now, again, would I have used chilies? No, because even though the name Chili's, you might think of like spices and peppers and flavor. Every time I done went to Chili's and I said, I'm going to give it a try. I just was not feeling the food. I'm like, what? where is the tech? No, where is the flavor? I couldn't, I, I couldn't pick it out for you. So I'm not a big fan of Chili's. But like I said, I am a big fan of the idea. But people have issues. But this decision, it saved them thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. You know what? Just like uh, the gymnast, Simone, she got married. I'm saying I'm on a first name basis with her. Clearly, <laughs> I don't know this woman. <laughs> but anyway, she got married recently and I saw an article about her dress and her wedding. It seemed beautiful, low key for celebrity. I guess people are always expecting like blitz and glam. Her dress was made bucks but she to me i thought she looked beautiful she seemed happy like the pictures were great her groom he seemed i, I saw a photo of, of him like just looking at her the way you want to be looked at by your groom okay and people were talking about her hair like it's like they find something to talk about leave that woman alone she had a good time who cares you want to talk about her edges she don't want them edges how you have your edges okay so anyway, same thing with this woman. She and her hus hubby, they had a great time. Well, I'm assuming. <laughs> I just know they enjoyed the food. They used a restaurant that they liked and they saved thousands of dollars. I am here for it. If you don't need to spend extra, why spend extra? Especially if you're gonna use something that you like. Uh, come on, don't be no hater. But would you do that? Would you use chilies? Or maybe not Chili's, but would you use one of your favorite restaurants? Maybe that's why people had an issue because it was Chili's. Because, I, I mean, have you gone to Chili's before? Do you like the food? What do you think? For me, like I said, it, I, I just, I wish it had a little bit more flavor, but also I have not been, in, been there in a while just because the experience wasn't hitting on much when I was there. Okay, so moving right along. Moving, oh, moving right along. Listen, have you, have you ever Facebook stalked somebody? We used to use that term. Is, that, is it still okay to use that term or is that banned? I don't know. But have you ever been snooping around on Facebook and just checking out what's going on? Maybe what's going on with your ex? Maybe what's going on with, with an old friend who you had a falling out with or somebody who you crushing on and you're like oh what's going on with them have you ever done that listen i'm curious by nature like i just <laughs> i like to, i have a lot of questions and i like to seek answers to those questions i approach approach life from a curiosity standpoint i think it keeps it fun and entertaining so best believe i have gone on 
Facebook and other social media platforms. And I've just been checking. And listen, it's all sorts of people. People I don't even know. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, that's cute. Where did I get this from? And now I'm on the entire profile. <laughs> and, it's, and it is what it is. Um, now, at this day and age, am I going to snoop around for, like, exes and stuff? Heck no. Please, leaving that in the past. But listen, apparently, other folk have. And Facebook had a glitch, okay? So, people who were snooping around on these pages, guess what? When they went to a page of somebody who they were not already Facebook friends with, Facebook sent them a friend, a friend request. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if this happened to you? I would be mortified. I would, depending on who it was. Some people I'm like, mm, well, hey girl, hey, or hey. <laughs> Other people, it might be a little embarrassing. I would be mortified. Like, could you imagine doing that from, with, on, uh, you know, stooping around on your ex's page or their new partner's page? And now, you, Facebook done sent a message, a Facebook request to the ex or to your ex's new partner. And now your your ex's new person is like, yo, uh, what's up? And so now he looking like, whoa, what's happening? And now you busted. Mm -mm. Facebook. Oh, man. So anyway, some Facebook users have deactivated their accounts after an embarrassing glitch, which revealed who they had been, quote, stalking on the site. A bug sent automatic free, uh, automatic friend requests to any profile pages <laughs> snoopers had viewed. Oh, my heavens. One user said, this is, <laughs> this is a cool new Facebook fact. If you check someone's Facebook that you're not friends with, it automatically sends a friend request for you. It's true because I'm now friends with my ex-husband's wife. <laughs> that is terrible. I would be mortified. And, and listen, this is coming from somebody. I said I was curious. I am curious, but I mean, at heart, I'm also very nosy, okay? And so, like I said, I like to know what's going on. Why? It won't make no difference in my life, but I just... I just want to know. So, oh man, but they done caught some people slipping. So ex, exes were getting requests. Their partners were getting requests. Oh, friends were getting requests. Facebook did fix the glitch, but for some people it was too late. It done happened. A user commented and said, and said, got a friend's request from an ex. Thanks Facebook for letting me know they're, they're still obsessed with me. <laughs> ah, someone else said, ha, huh, my ex from years ago has friended and unfriended me on Facebook because yesterday there was a glitch where if you went on a profile, it automatically sent a request, meaning she must have been Facebook stalking, debating whether to say anything now. Listen, Facebook was just letting the cat out the bag. That is not cool. We are not here for that. But again, as I said before, the glitch has been fixed. And so, good luck. <laughs> good luck, everybody. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Because I bet there are some questions. There were some looks. People were trying to figure out what is going on. But okay. 
moving right along because as I said before, there are a number of stories that I wanted to get to. And remember, I would love to hear from you. So definitely let me know in the comments. If you're listening on Podbean, go in, keep it clean. But um, let me know what your thoughts are about some of so far. Okay. Okay, so, oh, I, I pause with this one because I might upset some people, but that's fine. It is what it is. I'm not an animal person, okay? Nope, I'm scared of most animals, to be honest. And that's all right. It is what it is. I'm working on it. But there are some people who love their pets so, so much that they would pay to freeze them so that they can be reunited in the future. Yes, that you, you heard that right. Entering the conversation is cryogenetics. So it's called cryopets. Cryopets is cryogenically freezing pets to hopefully revive them in the future. Here is what freaks me out about cryogenetics. This is what freaks me out. Or cry, I'm sorry, I keep saying cryogenetics. I'm so sorry. Cryogenics. Cryogenics. Um and uh, Cryo Pets, the company is cryogenically freezing pets to hopefully revive them in the future. And somebody is paying, a person is paid up to $30,000. There are people, people are willing to pay about $30,000 to freeze their pet. Here's the thing. Once the pet, once your beloved pet passes away, okay? I understand that that might be difficult because a lot of people have bonds with their pets. I, I totally get that, right? Well, I get it to a, to a certain extent. I can, I can empathize with the person's loss. Okay, the person, the, the pet is gone. Just like when people wanna freeze their loved one or freeze themselves. Once you pass, like once your organs, all that stops and everything is done, like. For me, and this is just a personal belief, the soul or the spirit is no longer in that vessel, right? It's no longer in this vessel that took human form or no longer in this vessel that took on the form of your pet. So even if science found a way to revive this pet, is it the same pet? Even if science would find a way to revive a person, is it the same person? Because then what happened to the spirit? What happened to the soul? Where's the soul? And if we believe, at least from a spiritual perspective, that the soul transcends, the soul continues to live on forever, and it may take different forms depending on what your specific beliefs are. But if the soul transcends, how is how is how, then what happens to the soul when you revive this hum, this vessel, be it for humans or for pets? What happens then? So the idea of cryogenics is fascinating to me. You know, I love a good a, a good sci-fi story where we're talking about cryogenics and freezing folk and time travel. Ooh, child, I love it. I will eat that story up. I'm gonna sit and I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna read it. I like that idea, but I do wonder about the spirit, the soul. So anyway, this particular company, this this Utah Utah-based company will preserve dead dogs, cats, and even hamsters until science can bring them back to life. <sighs> what do you think? Do you think that this is, I think they're definitely gonna keep trying, 
But do I think this is a good idea? <laughs> do I think we should keep trying to revive dead folk and dead animals? Probably not. Probably not, because I just think of zombies. Nah, and as much as I like sci-fi and fantasy, I can't stand zombies. <laughs> I tried watching The Walking Dead a few years ago, and I was just like, mm, nope, this is not for me. This is not for me. And then it got to one point I was watching, and some they done killed off a, a, one of the main characters, and I wasn't even ex expecting it. And I said, well, no, listen, I, now I know for sure that this is not for me. <laughs> Now I know for sure. But what are some of your thoughts? Like, do you think, do you think that cryogenics is okay? Right? And again, I'm I, I wonder just you can revive the body, but what happens to the soul or to the spirit? I don't know. I, I, I don't think I'm here for it. But anyway, okay, let, let me read a little bit from the article. The frozen animals are placed inside um, liquid nitrogen and stored in a warehouse. Well, they're, they're placed, uh, excuse me, placed inside of an item uh, filled with liquid nitrogen and stored in a warehouse. The location is unknown until scientists discover cures for aging and disease. Oh my heavens, the company's founder said that they have 500 pets on the wait list, including a monkey, a hamster, and a horse. And pricing depends on the size. Well, of course it does. The 80-pound Labradoodle is quoted at $30,000, while a cat, $10,000. Wow. Okay. Well, okay. Well, I guess we'll see, right? This is this is the world in which we live. I guess we will see between between this, you know, freezing your beloved pet or your spouse, between this and um an AI, we are just in for some stuff. We really are. At some point we're going to go so far ahead that it's going to be, I think, difficult to maintain humanity, like your sense of humanity. Now, do I think technology and advancement and, and advancements in science is all bad? Absolutely not. There are some wonderful things that come from AI. There are some wonderful things that come from uh, science and the progress that's made, 100%. I do think, though, that there that humans have a tendency to want to always push, push, push. And that's the part that is scary. That's the part that's scary because at some point, as I said, you're going to push and you're going to keep trying to test things so much that you're going to lose your, your humanity, that humans will begin to lose their humanity. So... I guess we'll keep watching. We'll see if science catches up to the idea and they gonna wake up these animals. <laughs> oh, what are your thoughts? Let me know in the chat, whether you are listening or you're watching on the replay, definitely let know your thoughts. All right, switching gears for a second, just real quick. So YouTube, I have my issues with YouTube. Did I tell y'all about the story of, of me and YouTube? 
I might have to share that another day. But anyway, YouTube is replacing the two 15 second ads users currently see with one 30 second unskippable commercial unless you opt for the $120 ad free ad free premium tier. Ooh, child. I know people are going to be upset. There are some people who can't stand those ads. Absolutely cannot stand them. And if you really can't stand them and you don't want to see them and you want to keep using YouTube, well, you're going to have to pay $120 for it. So cough it up or practice some <laughs> practice some distress tolerance skills and just deal with it. All right. It's just a 30 second ad. Isn't that interesting? It's just 30 seconds. And it's like, hmm, because I don't want to see the 30 second ad, I'm going to pay $120 for it to, to not see it then I guess it's because the 30 second ads add up, right? It's not just one ad, it's how many ads per video and then depending on how many videos you watch. And so I get it, that can be a nuisance. I understand that. Well, they are, they're looking to make when it's supposed to take place. But if you want, you can head on over to the Daily Mail and you can check out the full article. YouTube is rolling out 30 second adverts that you can't skip on its most popular videos. You can go and read the full article over there. All right. So now I'm just going through. I had a whole lineup going, but I'm looking at the time. And unfortunately, I got some stuff to do today. So I don't think I'm going to make it through all of the articles. But you know, I'm just going to come on back. We're going to do this again. But before I go, I want to talk to you all about Sherry Shepard. It was on the Jamel um, Hill podcast. And she talked about these painful years while co-hosting. And I really enjoyed this interview, at least the, the part that I saw that I was able to watch. I enjoyed it because I think this truth can be healing for so many people because so often, well, I, I, as a therapist and a coach, I've worked with people who experienced exactly what Sherry experienced. She talked about how she wasn't confident on The View because she didn't really know much about politics. She's like, I didn't know. She didn't know, she didn't have an opinion of her own about certain views. She said, well, I, I grew up, you know, in the church and my pastor said this was wrong. And so that's what I went with. But people were asking, okay, Sherry, but why do you believe that? Well, that's because my pastor said, so that's what I'm going with. And so she could, she wasn't able to like form her own beliefs because she was so conditioned to believe certain things. Why do I love this? Because she had to break free of that mindset of just going along with what was told to me and instead seek out information on her own, which is what I want everybody to do. We all have to seek out information on our own because so many of us have been programmed and conditioned to believe certain things because that's how it was done in our families. That's what they said in the church. That's what they preached from the Bible, right? And so you are walking around with all of these beliefs, but they're not even your own. When you sit back, you're like, yo, I don't even align with this. 
this goes against actually this goes against what I believe I don't even align with this and you know that was one of the reasons why I stepped away from the church and this is not to bash the church or religion anything like that this is just my viewpoint my experience that's it that's all but I stepped away from the church um, I grew up Christian and I remember when I was younger, I would ask my mom certain questions like, oh, I read this passage in the Bible and why did this happen? Or there seems to be a gap. This doesn't make sense. And my mom would say, oh, girl, you don't question the Bible. You don't question God. And I'm like, but that's not me questioning God. That's me questioning what's in this book. <laughs> but, it, it, but it's seen as blasphemous to question anything. So then you grow as, right? You, you grow into a teenager and then an adult. And you still have these beliefs with all these unanswered questions. So, you know, and so for me, that wasn't working. So I moved away from religion. I am spiritual. I still believe 100% in God. I just don't look at God the way most religious people look at God, right? Um, and so, oh, I was about to start really talking about that, but I'll save that for another conversation. Let me know if you'd be interested in having a conversation, uh, a longer conversation about that. I'd love to hear from you because if so, we can definitely get into that one, honey. But um, so, so Sherry said, you know, she had to read more. She had to ask more questions and she had to sit and, and come up with her own opinion and doing so eventually she found her way. But she said for like three years, she was crying. <laughs> she was crying on that show because she was, you know, being called stupid and she felt stupid and all of these different things. But it wasn't that she was stupid. It's just that she didn't know. So the more that she educated herself, the more she could actually form uh, opinions um, that she could stand on, honestly. And so the same thing for you, maybe your confidence is not where you want it to be because of the stuff or, or the way you were conditioned to believe about yourself, right? Because of the way you were conditioned to think about yourself. Perhaps that's, that's part of the reason why your confidence might not be where you want it to be or the mindset, right? So especially, you know, people from certain religions, they believe that you have to be poor. And so because of that, you might have a scarcity mindset. Oh, child, we are not doing scarcity over here. Okay. And we are not doing a limited, um, a, a fixed mindset over here either. And so, but my point is, if you are conditioned to believe certain things, you tend to go along with them. It is okay to be curious and it is okay to question. Seek the answers for yourself. And because of that, you maybe your confidence will increase too, because you'll have more information, you'll have more knowledge, and then you can apply it in a way that makes sense for you. Ah, so many things to be said, so many things to be said. And I just, you know, again, I want to hear from you. Definitely let me know what your thoughts are. Let me know if you feel like you've been conditioned in certain ways. Can you relate to being, you know, part of a certain religion that leads, causes you to have certain belief systems? And the more you think about it, maybe for you, you're like, nope, this is, this doesn't feel okay. That is okay. That's okay. That's okay. Oh, there are so many things that I want to say. And I'm, I'm like, hmm, should I go there? Maybe not today, but eventually we'll, we'll get, we'll go there. Um, 
So do some digging, do your own research. Knowledge is truly power. And, you know, applying it can definitely help increase your confidence. Before we I watched. So I want to end on a light, a lighter note, which is this show on Amazon called Jury Duty. Have you heard about this show? If you have or have not heard of it and you have not watched it yet, well, you haven't watched it because you haven't heard of it. But if you have heard of it, but you haven't watched, I want you to head on over and I want you to watch it. It comes on Amazon Prime. Um, I think it comes on their free streaming their, their free streaming service um, but you can go head on over to Amazon Prime and um, and check out this show it's a documentary right so the way it's set up it's set up as if it's a documentary about the jury selection process and the <laughs> and so they all allegedly apply to be part of this documentary and they're selected to sit on the jury. And so the cameras, we see the behind the scenes. However, there's a twist. <laughs> and the twist is that everybody on the set, they're all actors, except for one person who believes that this is real. This is so funny. It was lighthearted and it just, it, it was just great. It was a great series and, um, I'm hoping that, you know, as time moves forward, we can continue to get back to great series without all the extra stuff. I just feel like things aren't well written anymore. But anyway, this was funny. I miss having things that are just funny, you know, funny and well done. And that was this show, Jury Duty, over on Amazon Prime. It's hilarious. And the guy, I think his name is Ronald. He's at one point, he's like, this feels like a reality TV show. All these weird things just keep happening. And so everybody's nervous. Oh my gosh, is he going to figure it out? Is he going to figure it out? But he kept going along with things. He was so kind and helpful, even to the characters who maybe other people would have been mean to. And that that matters and it comes up at the end and when that last during that last episode when certain things are revealed i won't ruin it for you but when certain things are revealed i was like that's amazing that's amazing so it was a cool show i hope that you take some time and you check it out and uh let me know what you think of that show as well it's about eight episodes total the last the very last episode the that's where we get to then see the the camera so they break the fourth wall and um not see the cameras but behind we see the behind the scenes and so they break the fourth wall they show us how the show was created they show us the when when the other people had to do technically cast members right but ronald doesn't know that when they had to do their rehearsals how everything was broken down how they how it was scripted but because they couldn't predict what ronald would say like they had to be on they had to be ready right ready to improvise it was awesome it was awesome i really enjoyed it and i found myself laughing out loud so if you have some time check out jury duty over on amazon and let me know what you think also be sure to let me know what you think about all of the topics we discussed today i would love to hear from you i would absolutely love to hear from you and but yeah i don't <laughs>
I paused for a second. My apologies. You know, I'm a little under the weather today. So also if I sound nasally, my bad, I probably should have said that in the beginning. But um, anyway, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you so much for being here. I hope that you come on back for the next one. But until then, bye for now. And do something and feel courageous today. Be courageous today. All right. Talk to you soon.